Hi, this is Sean and and Luis. <laughs> and this is the Love Podcast. Today's episode is Love Crazy. And we're going to be discussing an experience I had uh, on vacation, on holiday. I was gone for three weeks uh, from my home in San Francisco um, on this whirlwind vacation with my twin brother. And um, it was, let's say, to say the least, very, very interesting. Uh, Almost, some could say, crazy. Uh, I'll just describe the symptoms and uh, because I think that it's very important to talk about anything regardless of how vulnerable it is. Um, I came to San Francisco on um, a whim to find love because in Vancouver I struggled dating, meeting people, um, and maybe also, you know, showing my true self to people. Um, then came to San Francisco, had lots of attention, discovered drugs, which were great, discovered that they can be bad, then discovered mental health care. Uh, came with to mental health care with a history of uh, mental illness in my family, my, um, you know, uh, rampant uh, different types of diagnoses like bipolar, depression, anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts. Uh, you know, some of my family members have had it all. So um, lucky them, <laughs> as some might say. Um, but the um, went to mental health care and they've given me Zoloft, which is supposed to help treat anxiety specifically. And this was pretty much because I was too scared to talk to boys. <laughs> uh, which is valid. I mean, everyone struggles talking to cute boys. Uh, am, I, am I right? I mean, or cute girls? Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. Cute boys, I don't... If you, go, but if, if you want to talk <laughs> to a cute girl, you're like, oh, this is hard. How do you say the right words? It's very important. You, uh, you've, you know, put them on a pedestal and whatnot. Um... So in my, uh, actually, for my condition, which is more closely related to bipolar, um, Zoloft is actually a bad medication because it can uh, maybe exaggerate your condition more so. So it can aggravate it and possibly make your reaction very, very strong. So what resulted is that I went on this vacation on a cruise, um, trapped on a boat, and then became obsessively infatuated with a gentleman, and um, which resulted in, um, at some point, mania, uh, where I became very manic, and my the blending of reality and fantasy sort of I didn't understand the difference and I started seeing movies and played out movies in my mind, books I didn't know Um, at one point I thought I was Jesus I thought I was Jesus 
legitimately for a second. I thought the, at one point, I thought the entire crew were out to get me. Thought <laughs> at one point my brother was out to get me. And um, so a lot of weird shit happened. Um, and so as I, you know, update my medication, I'm reflecting on this experience and talking about love and crazy and what that means, you know? Louise, I would love to hear your perspective. So hearing my story, what do you think of it all? So I heard the story many times already. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Uh, this is not the first time I've talked about it. Not the first, first time. time. I've talked about it a lot. I believe in lots of talking. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, let's see, what is my perspective? Uh, first of all, thank you for sharing. Oh, wow, validation! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Sometimes I can be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I can be empathetic. Aww. (laughs) Uh, That's hard. Especially if you can have a baby, you know, you need to at least have a little bit of a heart. No, but then if I have a baby, that's like me, so I'm always empathetic towards myself. So that's easy. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah. Being empathetic to someone else, oh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck those humans. <laughs> I think what happened, and like I told you before, is... I think you had your first heartbreak and you don't know how to deal with it. I That's my perspective. Yeah. I mean, I like that perspective more because the romantic side of me is like, yeah, uh, that's totally it. This is something that's healthy, or not healthy, but that happens to everyone. Yeah, everyone deals everyone. with heartbreak and um, having their heart broken uh, really, really hard. I mean, when I had my first heartbreak, I think it took me like a year to get over it, and I was doing some crazy shit. Like, I I mean, I I won't go into detail, but then you become kind of obsessive. Yeah. Right? And then you, like, in your mind, you're like, no, like, I can do whatever whatever I can to get them back or whatever, and then you start doing, now that I look back, to it, you're like, fuck, that was really dumb. That was never gonna work. Yeah. Like it actually, whatever I did actually pushed them away mm. further mm-hmm. than getting me closer to them. Yeah. Right? And but, it, but then you learn and then it happens again and then you learn, okay, like, fuck it. This is something that happens. Oh, well, give everyone their space. Yeah. Done. No, it's true. Space is actually a very powerful thing. Um, I mean, part of me loves the idea that this was actually like a full-on heartbreak. Like, I think you know, it was, uh, and that that maybe mental health and how we look at it is just like, especially in the clinical perspective, people are looking at it as in like there you need to find a drug to solve it, mm-hmm. right? But really, someone just needs to be heard and to be understood and to help work through whatever they're dealing with. Yeah. Whether it's heartache, whether it's uh, body issues, whether it's like something else. Like there's so many different things that can happen within one's mind as they're trying to process the world around them. And maybe it's just that, you know, drugs are not the best choice and more therapy is probably the better, more wiser choice to take. 
you know? Yeah. Um, because I think that, I, I mean, this experience was really fucked up. It was on another level of fucked up. And also I think it, 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 it adds to the, to the intensity, the fact that you were not at home and in a boat. Does oh, and then, the, 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 yeah, that also, yeah, totally. Not at home, on a boat, the boat is, is uh, moving up and down. Yeah. Secondly, not sleeping. Yeah. Because I'm, uh, uh, and third, not eating. Yeah, so there's also, so many variables. Fourth, um, uh, also dealing with drinking too much coffee, too much caffeine, like... There's lots of variables. Also, no space, no private space. Yeah, because you're, if you're in a boat, you're going to bump into them. Oh, yeah. You're in a boat. You're bumping into them. Also, you, you don't have any private space yourself to reflect or um, process what's happening. Yeah. So it's a very intense experience. And uh, especially when traveling in general, it's a very intense experience. You don't have your home or your comforts to go back to at all. You don't have your own room. Yeah. Um, so if you're to deal with anything, you just like, you can't, you can't, you can't, you, you don't get the, uh, luxury at all. The, yeah. You don't get the luxury of the time to go over the situation or like mm-hmm. handle the situation in a specific way. Like, uh, the last time that it happened to me, that's why I go to Equinox for like a month. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to bump into her. Yeah, yeah. I, and I knew that if I went, I would bump into her. Mm-hmm. I mean, after that experience, I totally understand why you would never want to see. But then at the same time, I'm still not over this person for sure. Yeah. And I still desperately would love to see them. Yeah. And that's part of it, right? Like, yeah. it's, like I said, that was my first heartbreak. Like I was doing stupid shit just to get to talk to them or see them or, or yeah. whatever. Then once that happened, and then you get over it after a while or a specific time, whatever it is, and then you start to learn, okay, fuck it. It's part of life, whatever. It's over, done. So then when it happens again, I think you have a better understanding of how to deal with it in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Uh, this time it was like, yes, I would like to talk to her and see her, but I know it's not going to do anything. So yeah. what is the point? Like, it, it, it's done. I, I should just try to avoid it. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, I mean, I think in one of our previous podcasts, like, sometimes you have to realize that, you know, breakup is necessary. You know, both of you are not on the, the same wavelength or, um, and will never be able to come on the same wavelength. Yeah. And it's just always going to be a constant miss. Um, and, yeah, it's... It, that's fine and acknowledging that and being okay with moving on is very important so like part of me is also acknowledging that maybe this just like you know this person is in another wavelength and saying like okay they're lovely wonderful people I care deeply for them and I want them to be ever so happy but I also have to know that like there's part of me that needs to protect myself um, well and then the interesting part of the most amazing part is that right now you feel this way, you got hurt, so-and-so, and then you don't know how to deal with it. But then down the road, you're actually going to be thankful for the experience. You're going to be thankful towards the guy mm-hmm. because it taught you something. Yeah. Either it taught you something about life, it taught you something about yourself, it, it, it taught you something about what you value or don't value. It taught you that, I don't know, but 
get closer with I don't know, get closer with your brother. Who knows what it's gonna teach you? But oh. down the road, you're gonna be thankful for whatever. Oh, I'm I'm actually super thankful for the whole experience, even though it's super crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really found so during the entire mania that I was experiencing, I um, was the most creative of my life. Yeah. I would write things. I wrote a whole bunch of things. I had all these ideas. They just kept on coming, coming. And I was like, just get so excited about it and wanted to write one. I was a terrible writer. I showed so many people my writing or random people my writing was like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I need validation. Well, <laughs> no, tell me I'm good. Uh, tell me I'm good. No, they admitted I was a terrible <laughs> writer. But I was just like, I was inspired. I was like... Uh, I, I never experienced this kind of feeling where someone inspires like he didn't instigate anything to, for me to do anything at all mm-hmm. but like I just had ideas to do stuff and I wanted to do stuff and I wanted to excel and be do all this very exciting stuff that I was passionate about yeah. and um, it really helped me discover like what I wanted to do um, because like before I was like at work I'm like I don't really care but now I'm like, yeah, I, I'm more interested in work. I'm more excited about it. And I know exactly how I want to approach things yeah. now. So it's like... So see, it's even helping you now. Oh, yeah. And then also now me and my brother um, uh, have a better relationship. Or I mean, it's it's a little bit rocky. But like, you know, we have that, this, this shared traumatic experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, of him, you know, walking through with me and these, you know, sort of very weird manic episodes um, but yeah I think that uh, I think that uh, also it taught me a lot about regulation of your temperature I never realized this but um, your body temperature if you're running hot mm-hmm. and if you're running cold like you there, there things can happen to your brain if, if you're in, at least in a manic state yeah. If you're in a man, if you're hot and safe, things are good. You need to stay warm. But if you get cold, then your mind will start trying to automatically become will become scared and try to protect itself. Also, your mind will start suspecting everything against it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very. It was a very interesting experience. It was like, like if I didn't make sure my body was regulated while I was having manic episodes, I suddenly would turn and switch and be like totally paranoid of everyone and I was fascinated about this one little detail uh-huh. like that body temperature was related to your state of mind um, because I never really thought about that I thought like oh you can be cold or whatever your body will but when you're in that sort of mind state your mind and your body are sort of connected in some way um, but I, I thought that yeah could love crazy for sure because Crazy teaches you so much about yeah. yourself, about I mean, even, the world. Even crazy relationships, they teach something. Yeah. And and I think that part of life is learning, right? Yeah. And you have to fail really fucking hard to learn sometimes. You have to make a fucking fool of yourself and look like a crazy, sick, lovesick person. You and like know? I said, for example... Uh, you got your high, your heartbreak. You learn something. Rather do it now than later, because now you have a better understanding of like what you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I now know. Now you know. Now you know what you do not want. Yeah, I think, or or maybe not now, but at some point you're gonna. 
based on whatever happened now, you will have a better perspective of like, these are the things that are kind of within my boundary. This is, these are my boundaries. This is what I, 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 I don't accept. This is what I, what I value. This is what I don't value. And so it, it's good that it happened now rather than later. Mm -hmm. Because then later it's like, fuck, now I'm older. <laughs> now I, now, I mean, I also think that like, Ageism is not like. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not. But, but is it? But like, you know, it, it's. I think it's great to learn it anytime. Like, if you were going to die next year and you never got your heartbreak, it's better that it happened right now. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just glad it happened <laughs> in a safish sort of space. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was very fascinating. Uh, and sometimes you have to really fucking get some weird shit to happen to, to learn something because doing the same thing over and over again you're going to get the same results yeah. um, so you know try something different and weird and see what happens uh, that's that's I guess what I did um, the weirdest possible thing and you got something out of I it. got something very interesting out of it <laughs> something very enlightening and um, you know Profound to me, at least. It's given me lots of thoughts and lots of feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And now I understand people's, um, how people can go crazy with love. Yeah. Because it's, it's a drug. It is. It's, it's a drug. It's a fucking, it makes you makes higher you than hell. Yeah. And you want that all the time. And if you're, someone's trying to rip that away from you, then you're like, why the fuck are you trying to take this fucking tasty, delicious treat away from yes! me? Yes! <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking very, very interesting. So, uh, I think on, th on that note, we're going to end and say, go love and be crazy. Yeah, and also, just because Sean was on a vacation, we didn't have a podcast for like... Yeah. How long? Three, four, four, like pretty much like a month. Weeks. A month, a month, a long time, <laughs> long thing. So long. Uh, People hate us now. Yeah, because our captivated listeners desperately want to hear um, Sean's sad story. <laughs> oh, gosh. And thank you guys for coming and listening. Your time is greatly appreciated. And listening to this madness is ever so much a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. And have a lovely, loving, crazy day. All right. Hi. Welcome to the Love Podcast. Today we have Sean. And Louise. And special guest. Special guest Jay. It's a pleasure to be here today, guys. Uh, it's such a wonderful time to have just you. Flew up here to be on a podcast. Oh yes, he's special. Oh yeah, he flew all the way from LA. All expenses paid though. Expensive, expensive guest here, we got. We're giving you the most ex luxurious experience possible. That's not true. It is true. These our valuable listeners, you know, want to know. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk all about connection. What is connection? It's, a, it's a something that we are contemplating right now. And I thought we could all share our 
thoughts. Well, I was thinking about it. I'll kick it off. Like, this is a topic of loneliness and what is loneliness, and it's like a lack of connection. So then we start talking about connection. If you think about like a circuit, right? Like a circuit, like it closes itself off to like give its shit, right? Give its power, what have you. I think that's how it works. So if you think about like a circuit on off, right? That's connection, a literal connection, right? And so I think that kind of fits the idea of what is connection. It's just like on or off, you know? It's a feeling being on or off, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a great kind of conversation starter there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a very interesting. Um, I like the on or off. I like I like using a system to represent something because it's a it helps us understand. Um, so I like to break it down to like our experience of the world is from our own perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not from when when we say that there's like a reality or truth. There's actually several thousands of perspectives that could look at different situations and that could be a reality or, or whatnot. But what is the actual truth? I don't think anyone really knows it um, at one single point, possibly. Like, there might be a shared understanding, but to me, what connection is, is actually the feeling that someone will experience when they feel like they're heard or on their, they're on the same page with someone. When, as they communicate with someone, it seems like people, they under, are being understood, either non-verbally or verbally, or just like you feel like they know what you're talking about, and you you feel like they're the pattern, right? Of what you expect to happen next is matching. I think that humans innately are pattern matchers. We see patterns. We look at things and we see patterns. We're automatically trained to do this. We're trained to figure out patterns. That's why in vision, right? We can notice changes, but when we, when we see something, we see a pattern and we stop looking at details. And just to throw in there yeah. about patterns. Not only do we see patterns from like an evolutionary sense, but we actually feel losses. They've done studies on this in behavioral finance. We feel losses two times greater than we feel wins. So as like an evolutionary pattern recognition, we're always looking for like the shit that's bad, right? Because it's like, oh, that bear, like there, there's a guy who's mauled by a bear. I'm not gonna go that way, right? Whereas like when you find like a good flower, you're not gonna go, oh, it was the prettiest flower ever. I'm gonna remember that. So we, we're definitely pattern matchers and recognizers. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, but I think in a modern society, it definitely like, I think it's a disconnect, right? Because I'm constantly looking for like the the path that's going to cause pain. So when someone says modern, I always think that's just bullshit. Really? Yeah. I think that the the when you're saying modern, you're going to be talking about the digital world. That's what you're referring to. And you're referring to a more modern as in like this current pop culture that we're experiencing. Well, and also, I think modern, everything is modern. Yeah, everything's modern. Because at, th- at that time, it was modern. Now we look at it back and it's like, oh, that was old, whatever. Now it's modern. So later on, five years from now, that's going to be modern. We're going to be outdated. Which, which is a great point, Sean. Like, loneliness is something that you can go open up the works of Shakespeare and read about, right? There's a human string there mm-hmm. of loneliness. So you can't, like, saying it's modern is like a uh, bullshit. I would say that I think it's more modern that we recognize it and that we acknowledge it instead of, like, tough up. No. 
I think what the modern thing is to do, so I think that the modern thing is reframing it in a way that the modern person can understand, contemporary sort of understanding, right? Shakespeare, if we go to the past and look at literature, people have talked about this forever. Right. This is not an uncommon thing to talk about, but people um, have changed in their education and understanding, right? Um, reading a textbook is no longer like the thing to do, right? And back in the day, um, the reason that there was a, bi- uh, you know, uh, religion and a priest was because people were illiterate. Yeah. They needed someone to, you know, teach them. And a priest was a teacher, by, by foremost, uh, a teacher of, you know, valuable lessons that needed to be taught. And that was, people couldn't even read the Bible, right? So now people can read, but now people read not anymore, but watch movies and, you know, listen to podcasts about things. So the way that we do, uh, I agree that armoring up is never a good idea, but I think that the modern approach is that we just need to talk about it and constantly talk about it. And never stop talking about it. Movies are a terrible example, though. Wait, so wait. No, Why? No, are we still talking about connection? Yeah. And connection. Movies can never like. Movies can really never show you loneliness. It never will, because the audience doesn't want to watch two hours of someone feeling completely isolated with nothing. Right? Well, they they show you parts of it. Yeah, but it's always an upswing story. Or like, oh, this person's lonely. How do you know? How do you know that there's not a downswing? Oh. You don't, but most times on film they're not usually showing that. Well, I mean, I think I'd contempt. I would say that you're just not watching the right stuff. I think you made that song, you meant, but I we talk mainstream here. Like, uh, it's very. It's hard to. It's a hard matter to talk about. Yeah, it's it's like like mainstream stuff. It's very much not like that. Like look at Snowpiercer. The guy was like fucking killing everyone and was like super like leader. Mm-hmm. You know. That's kind of society. But going back to connections on that. Uh, Wait, so we're talking about making connections with people. Or feeling. We're, we're talking about connection. connection. Love connection. That's this episode. What is connection? What What is that feeling, right? But, but okay. Are we talking about people that... Uh, Louise, let's talk about your perspective of what connection is. Yeah. Regardless of contemporary um, and modern sort of times... What is connection? So I feel like I feel connected with some people, but not with everyone, right? And that's okay. And I feel like when, I think the problem now is like, if you don't feel connected to someone you want to feel connected to, then you feel like, oh, shit, I'm lonely. I'm not connected to this person, but you're connected to other people. So we always focus on the one person that we're not connected to, or we couldn't connect with this other person, or we couldn't connect with this other person, right? But on the connection, I guess perspective that I have I think if I was going to put it in simple words or in an example it would be like if I spend time with Justin or with you or or uh, one of my friends that I feel connected with time goes by it's quick and it, it doesn't feel like at any moment it's awkward it doesn't feel like it's forced mm-hmm. but there's some other people that I hang out with and it just feels like forced and, and there's like those moments of awkwardness that you're like, oh fuck, am I supposed to say something? Or uh, mm. that's when I feel like people are not connected. 
Yeah. Right. But it's okay to not be connected to everyone. It's like, true. That feeling like, you know, when you have, it may changes throughout time, right? You can change this in an hour or two. But like that feeling when you go to lunch with like a friend that's like a good friend, but not like a great friend. And it's like, you guys have talked about what's going on. You've had some jokes. You finished your meal. And then it's like an hour and a half. It's like, oh, well, what do you want to do now? I don't, I don't know. What do you want to do? And you're like, uh, and it just like snaps, right? And it's like, yeah. okay, and like we no longer are. It was great seeing you. Let's hang out again sometime. Or like there's other people, like you said, like, like an Andrew or you, like uh, I mean Sean sometimes. That you go hang out with and spend the entire weekend with them. You guys just yeah. go like fucking run around. And it's like, hey, what do you want to do? Oh, well, what do you think? Oh, this? That sounds cool. Let's do it. And you just do it, right? And you're connected. Um, like in relationships, there's definitely feelings of like connection, right? Like I'm not talking just the a literal connection, but like the, you know, when, when you guys are like in sync, like I think that's a great phrase, in sync. Is yeah, in great, sync. It's a great way to In sync. Let's just bring it back to the 80s. <laughs> but like, no, I think it's a great way to feel in sync with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also like when you go on a date, right? You go, like you go on a date and it's like, fuck, like, this is really hard. There's some dates that are really hard. Yeah. There's some other dates that it's just like, they go by so quick, and then the next time you check your clock, it's like, oh shit, it's been like four hours. I should have asked you back in my place an hour ago. The fuck am I doing? Well, I, I think that's very, it's a very important point that you guys talked about. Like, it's, it's, it's for sure, that, you know, as much as we talk about things, it's sometimes hard to express feelings, and sometimes you know when you're connected. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to say, what is this connect? What is the feeling that I'm experiencing, right? And you're totally right. It's okay to be disconnected. It's okay to be connected. Whatever. It's, it's just, it's fine. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm indifferent to, uh, yeah, maybe. Because I, I, every time I hang out with her, it's just like, it, it just, there's no, I don't feel in sick. There's not a sick. Who? Who? Uh, hey, you went. Oh. Why don't you listen to this podcast? That's fine. I was fine. But I, wait, that has happened. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> no, but uh, maybe that's why I'm indifferent. Mm. There's no circuit. Because there's no... And maybe that's why with... Uh, I'll use the code name, Amy. <laughs> that okay. Maybe that's why I go crazy because I feel like every time I hang out with her, I'm connected. And I can talk about dumb shit with her. But see, it's it's uh, gonna work. That, I think it's interesting. Like, you say you connected, but how do you know she's connected? It, it doesn't matter, right? What, oh yeah, them. no, it doesn't matter. But how do you? You can't. You don't ever know. Like unless you ask how she feels. Like it, it has to be have a conversation. Like, are we connected, right? Like that. That brings up the question. But, but really good here. Does connection have to be? No, it's equal. both equal. No, yeah. it doesn't. Right. It, one person, so you can feel connected with everyone else having no reciprocal, reciprocal, yeah, I can't say the word, reciprocating mm-hmm. to you. But then, it doesn't matter if they're not connected to you. No, as long as you feel connected to them, it's fine, right? And then mm-hmm. the, the relationship is going to organically do what it's supposed to do. Oh, yeah. But my point of view. I mean, things are, uh, um, I think things are a lot easier in a relationship when you feel connected yes I mean if you got to a relationship it's because I'm assuming both of, both of you both feel, of you feel connected. connected yeah so I think that the feeling of being connected 
is an internal thing because we can never know exactly what the other person's. You might feel you feel connected, right? Um, but you don't know if the other person, unless you have like a form that they fill out while they're doing it. Like, how, um, so it's a more it's an internal thing, and so. What is this internal feeling that we're describing where you feel connected? Time moves faster, uh, things are easier, you are engaged, you're fully in, you, you, can, you can roll with the punches, you're just like more fluid, everything's just smooth, right? Um, when, when you're disconnected, things are harder, things are a little a struggle maybe. Um, well, I think it's also, I think, I think in my perspective is mm-hmm. you're connected to someone when you can be yourself with that someone. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like you have to be someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like if at some point you feel like you have to be someone different than who you are, like, okay, something's not right. I was going to say though, is that there's connection without even intimacy or intimate relations. For example, yeah. you take a group fitness class, right? And you know what the fuck you're doing. Everyone knows what they're doing, right? They're all fucking doing the same thing at the same time. You're connected. You are jacked into that moment, right? Everyone's suffering. Everyone's doing the same thing. Or if you think about, like, people marching or something, right? Like, everyone's connected. They don't know each other. So there's some, like... But are you really connected? Is it, is it, or are you just following maybe, the crowd? Maybe it's just... No, no. If you, when you're doing something you want and other people are doing it, you're connected. Maybe it's being in sync is the like idea of connection. Whether it's in conversation, energy levels, attractiveness, or just like stepping with each other. It's mm-hmm. like synchronization is the... It's like uh, you've seen synchronized swimming, right? Yeah. They, the, they, they are moving at the exact same pace, in the exact same way. Um, with little prompts, right? They practice this whole sequence and they just look effortless, right? Um, when it's almost, like, it's something that's almost impossible. Um, but it's very natural for humans to automatically go in sync. Like, if you, or, or, and many creatures to go in sync. Like, if you look starlings, they create amazing patterns where they all follow each other and be, like, and they just move around effortlessly and it just creates beautiful patterns. I think that um, the act of being in sync is where you understand the other person. Or their intentions, maybe. Or, yeah, or like, but you, maybe you don't understand their intentions, but you trust them. And that's, and that's when, you, when you welcome them into your trust circle or something like that, that you, like, and someone can come out of your trust circle and into your trust circle. And I think that it's easy to go back and forth when someone sort of breaks expectations of what you thought someone would do. Right. And sort of, and you question what that person's intentions were based off that thing. Yeah, I was also going to say though, you kind of hit too, is that doubt as homo sapiens and tribal creatures, mm-hmm. connection is probably a survival skill, right? Like, feeling connected with your tribe, hunting yeah. with the tribe, gathering the tribe, surviving with your tribe. Um, there's probably there's probably some inverse outgroup mechanics operating there, right? Like you've heard like inverse outgroup. Like, I have no clue what this word is. Like so, it's like <laughs> you, all of us together at a bar, right? We're the in group, and everyone outside is the outside group. So they're kind of like we're lukewarm to them. We don't really know them. Maybe they're maybe they're 
uh, competition, maybe they're not, maybe they're friends, you don't know, but you, you treat each other differently, right? Like you're gonna come up and buy me a drink, you're not gonna go buy him one at that bar you're gonna, right? And there's the idea that inverse out groups, they just kind of extend everywhere. So if you think about like, like uh, racism, right? Racism's an inverse out group thing, right? We are this, they're that, that's bad. Or if you think about like states, states I'm from Texas, I'm from California, this is my state. Yeah. I mean, the nations, we go far enough out. Where I'm American, you're Canadian, and that person is yeah. South African. Yeah. So it's this inverse outward which we consistently, we are alike and we're not. And so, you know, connection could be like that. Like it's a very in-group thing. Like when, you, when you're in a group workout class, you're in-group, yeah. right? Well, I could even say that, like, you know, the, the um, I like to also think that connection is, um, can be at, at, at several different levels, right? Yeah. It can be at a person, it can be at a group, it could be, all, it goes farther, right? Into like countries or whatever. Like this is totally something, like each, um, uh, there's a TV show that I really like called Steven Universe and like the idea that two people can become together, fused together um, is when they're connected. And you can also fuse together several people together. Like if they all become connected and they all agree, they can become connected and they become a new entity. And that entity sort of has its own new properties. It's an amalgamation of the whole thing. Um, we as humans, I like the theory, like that, like the way that we developed was based off, of, we were like maybe a single cell organism, right? Then we acquired something. And then from that, we were able to develop more. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, we were able to build, build more and more, right? So part of um, becoming a, a larger entity or like a more stable entities, when we realize that as we join together, we need to take care of our own, right? Take care of ourselves yeah. and take care of like our, our people, right? Our tribe. Yeah, so it's like, as my, when you become connected with something, you have to realize that they are going through something. So if, I think, what when, when disconnection happens, it's sometimes that um, they are becoming disconnected because they're not expressing some need that they have. They're being hurt, they're being whatever, they're being triggered, and it's just a result of something that's deeper happening, right? And sometimes they just need support or help or whatever. And so that's why I think disconnection happens. It's not actually, they, they break your trust, but it's also that something is wrong inside them. And you don't may not understand it. Inside them? Yes, not inside them. Well, you, you can also become disconnected as well because someone is, is both ways, right? Yeah. I would, you can disconnect from someone else and they can finally feel disconnected because something is being triggered in them. I mean, that's it also in the TV show, they sort of cover this point. It's like when someone, um, when people, two people fuse and suddenly someone has a different idea of what should happen then boom, they disconnect. Yeah. Right? So it's just like being on the same page and constantly communicating, right? You have to communicate everything and discuss it and, and be on the same page. Be
be synced up. But connection doesn't even be in the discussion. Connection would literally just be physicality. I mean, if you're able to communicate that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is that that is a, um, in my opinion, much more difficult and nuanced. Like, to do it, you have to make sure you're in eye contact and, like, know things and just be able to figure something out. I think it only happens in physicality. Mm-hmm. Physical things. Like, when you're at the gym and you're lifting and there's, like, other people lifting and you're like, oh, well, like, we're... It's a shared experience, right? Or, like, you're doing classes and everyone's busting their ass or or intercourse or something, right? Like, that's very physical and that's why you can use it without words and feel connected as a moment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you think that the other... You said the other person, but, like, how much, how much of loneliness do you think is caused just by... Not the other person, but ourselves. As a common denominator, right? Always, like, if you think about humans, like, judging. Always judging. Right? You're all, you're constantly throwing out, like, ways to not feel connected to someone. Oh, that person's not this. That person's this. That person's that, right? I can't. And it's, like, subconsciously saying you can't connect with them because they are this or that or this. Or... Well, I think what loneliness is, I mean, is, uh, when someone feels lonely, it's, like, the higher, higher form of disconnection, right? So it's when you feel disconnected and you feel unheard by anyone around you. uh, Sometimes when you're lonely, all you need to do really is to find someone to listen to your story of what's bothering you and why you feel. And, you know, it's fine to say, hey, I was rejected by this date. I feel alone because I was really into the person or whatever. Or someone said something that was a, you know, a crass remark and you didn't have any way to vent it or express it to anyone. Because uh, as much as you can internally parent yourself, there's a huge power of someone else helping you through something, always. We, we, I think we as humans intrinsically need. Excuse the noises as uh, Jay goes ahead and and just drinks a lot of Tito's vodka, which is a very staple uh, LA beverage, isn't that right? I think vodka is the staple. Like, <laughs> this is from Austin. This is Austin. Though. This is Austin. Yeah. Um, Luis, you've been quiet on connection. Oh, it's just I never feel lonely. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> you're perfect. Why do you think you don't feel lonely? What do you think you're still do? What as someone who doesn't feel lonely, what's the tools to your success? I I don't know. I just I I think it's my mentality of like. I accepted the fact that there's going to be people that will come into my life and will get out of my life. I accepted the fact that people will like me and people won't like me. And I accepted the fact that at any moment in time, if I say something, many people can take it many different ways. And also, why be lonely if you have yourself? So it's being lonely, also being disconnected with yourself. I don't know. I think you can become disconnected with yourself. So when does that happen? When you're not being who you are? When you're not genuine? Oh, without a doubt. When you're yes. Not, when you're not genuine and you're chasing something that's not really. This whole thing, like the story, we won't go into. Like that whole like that whole pickup thing. But I was thinking about that. Like, is that really who I want to be? Like, I'm not good at it. One, two, I I, I don't. Clearly want that. I feel terrible after all these things. And yeah. It's like, so maybe you feel lonely because that's what you're pursuing. Right. It's because something told you this is what life is. Right? This dude is a guy you go to bars and fucking meet random girls and you. Who told you that? 
Well, it's like society. It's like the cool guy does that, right? So you're just chasing it. And then you're like, fuck. This is terrible. Like, I want something. I, I find it interesting when you when I hear the word society. Yeah, you do. I, it makes it mainstream earlier, but... but see, it's, it's, an, it's a blame game, right? When, you're, when you say it's society's fault, who is telling you that you have to do this? No. I think he's some... right. I think it's like... I don't want to blame myself, so I'm going to blame it on society. Okay, well, <laughs> about, like, mainstream media, though, like, every guy has kind of been, like, indoctrinated into the idea of, like, you got to go to bars and fucking slay, because that's what the cool kid, that's what the cool guy does, and, like, that's what you want to be. Why do you want to be that? Well, it's telling you that's cool. It's showing you, because it looks badass, and it happens, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking cool. It's just like, it's like any action movie where the guy's pumping, like, a thousand rounds in people. Like, it's like... So- there's the thing uh, that, that you said, cool, right? You're, you're labeling it good or bad. Right. And I think that we need to realize that it's okay to be cool. Like, well, I think you can be cool if you're yourself. Yeah, you can be whatever you want. There's, there's cool and uncool, or cool or not cool, or hot or not hot. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, I think that we need to realize that it's a game. We're playing a game and it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. If you're not enjoying that game of labeling things, then just don't do it. I think we should all listen to Thor's mom. <laughs> Thor's mom said to Thor, everyone fails at being who they're supposed to be. True success is being who you are. <laughs> it's the truth. Words Ted Bundy took wisely. It's the truth. Um, but hey, it, it, I know this sounds weird, but if he, if that was who he truly was, even though he was, he murdered people and it was bad, he did what he... You're right. So Ted Bundy, so why, why are we going to the, the murderer? Oh, it's just, it's just make, he just made a comment, so I'm just going on it. Like, if that's who he is, he achieved what he was, right? I mean, it's true. Th- there's, there's, there's also respecting people's boundaries. Well, yeah. Which is a, like, you, you can do something for yourself, but if you harm someone else, that is, uh, that is disrespecting. Oh, no, 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 but we're not going into disrespecting or respect. We are, we are talking about being yourself, right? And if... Yourself is being disrespectful and they are doing it, then that's they're succeeding at being themselves. Well, I think that also, um, I, I, I just don't know. I want, I want to not say anything like that. I think that, that when someone has, there's also mental instability, right? And we don't know, I don't know anything about what Bundy did really, and I know that. There probably was mental issues, right? Yeah. And when I, when you said that, what is it? Disc. Um, you're saying that you can be uh, not honest with yourself, or what is it? Disconnected from yourself. I think that after my experiences in the cruise, I think it's possible to have such mental instability that you're not able to really have cohesive thoughts. Yeah. It's it really, it's your mind can be so out of whack that it's impossible to possibly really know even what you're doing properly. Like, um, where you can just go out of control. So, 
whether he was being honest with himself, it's just you don't really know because we don't know exactly um, what trauma he just Oh no, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying I know. I'm just saying if if that was who he is, mm. then he did it, right? That, that was who he is. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just... Like, I'm not criticizing... I'm taking away the... Is it is it something right or wrong, or are you being disrespectful or respectful? That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is just be who you are and who you like. And that leads to connection. I, I I think if I think if you're connected with yourself, it helps get connected with other people too. Yeah. Because when you're trying to connect with other people, and you're not being yourself. Then you kind of you go fake vibe. Yeah, you you you're not. You're not letting people know who you are. Right. So, what is connection with the self then? Just doing what you want to do and be who you want to be. Does that make sense? I think you're saying. Or is it something complicated? Yeah. Do you think that, um, yeah, I mean, I I struggle a lot of the time um, being connected with who I am. Yeah. As a gay man, I've struggled with, um, you know, being in denial, being in denial of being gay. Um, you know, I mean, everyone is sort of supposed to be heterosexual. I mean, as you were saying before, society, right? There's this normal that you see, and, and part of me is like following patterns. You base the relationships that you build sort of over the course of your childhood based off your parents. That's a strong builder of how you build parent relationships. Relationships that you see in your parents, you see your siblings, like that's how you figure out how to do things, right? Yeah. You need to see a model before you can start doing it and figuring it out for yourself. So I was I was uh, finding the parents, so I was looking at self-confidence and I was reading like the psychology today article. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like where self-confidence comes from and like they were like, often like self-confidence is learned as a child. Usually if a parent or parents is very like disciplined, always telling you what you're doing wrong or very much this, or on the flip side, the parents always telling you like everything that can go wrong. Usually these kids are usually found to have lacking self-confidence. And I said to Andrew and Luis and I was like, uh, I guess that means I should be average because I had one of each. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of psychology today. I read an article that was really biased. Yeah. The the, uh, the misogynist the, one. Oh, the no, the 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 tech uh, people. Or no, no, it was the misogynist one because remember, I think Zoe said I'm. A, I was a. Is that how you pronounce it? Misogynist. Yeah. yeah. She said I was that. And I was like, I, I don't think. Oh, yeah. it was the checklist, and then it was all like angry. Yeah, much, I think yeah. the 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 girl that wrote the article had a like her heart broken <laughs> because everything was just like he's gonna cheat on you. And he will lie to you, and he's not gonna make time for you, and he's gonna hang out with her with his friends. I was like, I, I think this definition of misogynist is being misused in this article. So, yeah. Ever since I don't like. I don't know psychology. Psychology. I think it's another generic site, whatever. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Like if you think about it, like as a kid, if you're told like everything you do is wrong or everything you will do will cause something wrong. Like you feel shit. That's how you want to grow up, right? Yeah. It's like you're always like, oh, fuck. Whereas if you're like, oh, you did great, Joe. You're a gold star. You feel better by yourself. So I think that there's two different. Uh, I think that in parenting, 
we actually are really bad at parenting. There's either a yes or a no. And I think that actually what should happen is that um, it's either allow or block it, right? Yes or no. And um, yes, that helps. Reinforcing good behavior is good. But I think that when someone does bad behavior, what you do is you have to sit with them. You have to educate and help teach them, right? And figure out tools to help teach them because everyone's a different learner. Right. And I think that the way uh, it's that the no part that we're really struggling with. People used to abuse children to really get messages across. People um, would do, um, you know, say you're doing this bad, this bad. That, that hurts, that's traumatic to a child and yeah. results in terrible things. Um, and especially because they're developing and they're, they're very sensitive. And they're also, I mean, I, I think in my own personal life, it's like because of that, you're always looking for validation that you're doing something good, right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, did, did I do that right? Like, is that what you're thinking? Is that what you're, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you're always looking for that because it's kind of, from a young age and race, that's how, that's how you, when you feel connected by someone, then yes, great job, Jay, great job. Yeah. You're so smart, man. Oh, thank you. And then you go back and yeah. uh, but I also think I do agree uh, kind of this point that like using not as as kind of making it but like I don't believe you should use your parents as your excuse no I think that you can never it, whatever happened happened in the past right. all, was, all yeah. you can do is move on and figure out exactly what, what you're hung at hand exactly. on you have a brain and you can relearn patterns and we learn all these things so for the most part unless you're like seriously traumatized traumatized like for the most part like it's like you get over it like yeah well I mean uh, I think yeah getting over it's a very difficult thing and so sometimes you just need a lot of support yeah but you do but you can get through it right like yeah. at the end of the day I think that's the moral of the story it's like there's, yeah. there's you can bust through walls in some way Right, mm-hmm. and I do think self-confidence, and this is my post thinking. I think they're learned, right? Some people are really good at the start, but most people it's learned. Yeah. Back to connection. <laughs> oh, back to connection. So let's let's uh, round it up, and <laughs> let's say Louise, what do you think connection is? Again? Yeah. If you could sum it up in a small, short, like one one sentence, like phrase, two sentence phrase. You know, if I was soundbite. Let's see, if I was going to describe connection, it would be um, I think just being comfortable being myself around someone. I think that would be it. Yeah. For me. That's it's beautiful. For me. If, yeah. Because if I if I can't be myself, then I'm not connected to that person. But I've never seen I mean, I, I've never seen you uncomfortable with yourself. True, but but then I'm, I, I also I'll go back with what I what I keep saying. Like I accept the fact that I'm not gonna connect with everyone. Yes, yes, you're not gonna connect with everyone. Right. So if if I talk to someone and I'm not connected to them, I'm okay with it. Mm. Cool. No. He's uncomfortable with himself. Hmm? He's uncomfortable with himself. When? He doesn't like to acknowledge when. It's very, very easy to see when. 
I, I mean, I haven't noticed it when. When? When a crush on someone. Oh, well. Oh, but that's different. No, no, it's it's all about being connected with yourself. No, but that's different like, stuff. No. I think that's different than what we're You unconnect about. from yourself in those moments. Yeah. There's something about that moment that makes you unconnect from who you are and makes you uncomfortable. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is, I'm not you, but there is, yeah. a, there's a moment where you're, it's a fear, there's something that you're uncomfortable in the situation. Because if you weren't, it like, wouldn't be important. I feel like you'd push forward with a lot more of these prospects of yours. But there's an uncomfortability somewhere that makes yes. you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, Louise, you were the have the worst track record <laughs> in this group. <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's lovely. Oh, I don't care. But I mean, we, we all enjoy you the way you are. But... Uh, but you know, it's it, it's hard when you see someone who's hot that you like, that you're into. I get a chubby. <laughs> that's why it's uncomfortable. Tight pants, chubby. It's, yeah, I'm it's like, oh fuck, I need to go change. No. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> Dude, I mean, they're tight. They look really tight. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, I believe, looking in them right now. So, uh, yeah, I think there's moments here. The ripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I think there's moments, or, or you're either uncomfortable in the moment, or you're too uncomfortable to admit the truth to yourself outside of the moment. It's one of the two. I don't know. It, it's either, what I mean by that, it's either you're really uncomfortable to make that move because you're scared of what's going to happen, and you're scared of yourself, you're scared of whatever, or you're uncomfortable to have the idea that you don't have a lot of prospects. I think it's one of the two. I have no clue. Like, you like the idea of like, oh, 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 everywhere I go, I see someone I love. Whereas like, if you walk around with your life, like, No, but as Andrew Warhol said, you can find beauty in everything. Yeah. And I think that's totally accurate. Like, everyone is beautiful. It's just, you have to um, be able to, to see it. Yeah. And that requires training of your eyes and of your heart. Okay, uh, I gave my definition, so now I'm searching. Oh, no, Justin, and then I gave my turn. Oh, you gotta go last, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, I can go for, I can go. I mean, my, my, my answer for what connection is, is when you feel heard. And something about, you don't have to talk to feel heard. Okay. I think my idea actually is that you, as you relate with someone, right? you sort of build a mental model of what this relationship is, um, what the what the boundaries are, and you have an idea of what it is, and you sort of get a perspective, like it's very abstract of how this relationship is. Like, how do you, know, if you look at one relation to another, you have, they're totally different, right? How you interact with them is different. You wouldn't actually interact with your mom the same way you interact with your dad. There's totally different conversations. You built a rapport, you built history. You don't, they're, they're not the same person, right? And you do interact with them differently. So in every relationship you have, you sort of build an idea of where you fit in. You might as well take one more. 
the last driver. Um, and then, and so I think that as, as, as you, sorry, this is not even a long, short one, but as you build this mental model in your mind. That was more than two sentences. I know. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'll shorten it down. I'll shorten it down. We said two sentences, not two oh, paragraphs. Okay, I'm revising it. Okay. <laughs> it's feeling heard and, um, oh my gosh, I can't say it in two sentences. It's just feeling heard. There we go. Feeling Heard. Heard. So you Not said, hurt. Yeah. Heard. Heard. Okay. You said something interesting. Like you said when you build a mental model with someone, you kind of get through it. Does that mean you can't have instant connection? I think you can have instant connection. There's no mental model there. And that's where it's sort of um, in the wild, right? There's there's a part of where, where you're totally open, right? If you're open and you're ready, like um, sometimes... You don't need you don't need any idea of any boundaries, right? Or any ideas like, and being open is spectacular. But the thing is that it's very easy to lose yourself when you're open. Yeah. And unless you do know yourself really well, I like, that, yeah. because then when you're so open and giving yourself so much, right? Sometimes you'll push yourself for too far, and the things we are limited by our bodies. So being open is a spectacular thing. It's just um, a state of being that is sometimes, and that's why we go back and forth between closed off and like then open. Yeah. Closed off then open. That's why we want to be near our friends, right? Because we've already established something like that. But if you're fully open, you can make friends with anyone. Yeah. And it's it's just freeing, right? But it can put a drain on your body if you push yourself farther than you can right but uh, I think that a lot of people are a balance of open and closed they close up they open they close they open and it fluctuates is that introversion extroversion or is that something different maybe I mean I don't know I, I mean I think that uh, uh, I mean all, all I know is that sometimes you are ready for what the world gives you and sometimes you're not ready for what yeah. the world gives you that's what open and close to me, right? Like sometimes you're not ready and you just can't take what the world's gonna give you because it has to follow this idea. Like we had this party um, yesterday and at a certain point, something didn't follow up with what I envisioned and I closed off fully and I will, would not be able to take anything that the world gave me um, unless it fit into my ideal version of the world and my mental model that I built up and I closed off. I wasn't open up for anything. And so, yes. Don't worry, I had that. the fun. I'd say uh, I'm gonna follow the very, very kind of what I started with. A little bit different, but synchronized. Like you mentioned clocks. I think the idea of feeling connected is feeling synchronized, which is, Maybe that's mental mind map, like you said, or you, know, you feel comfortable. But that's almost like giving a synonym. Yeah. I need a better definition. You need a better definition? Yeah, because synchronized and connected can be synonyms. That's almost like saying, hey, being cold is when you're shaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. What's connected? Feeling of belonging. You know what? I have a book for that too. 
But how do you feel? Be, how do you get that feeling of belonging? You still, you feel like you like you said you're being heard, or, or there's mirroring, or there's you're excited, someone else is excited. Uh, you know, you just feel connected. You feel mirrored. You feel it's life. I don't know. It works. And what I, what I do find interesting, five paragraphs in, uh, <laughs> is that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I spent a lot of time disconnected. Like, don't want to feel pages with anyone. And it's totally myself being closed off. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's okay. But then I, now I have a question, and we can take that for the next one. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's take the question, and then we'll let the readers, our listeners, <laughs> Are you breathing? <laughs> well, accessibility is very important. I'm sure with the podcast, you can also get this like, yeah, audio version, inaudible, inaudible, inaudible. So the question is, did we at the beginning we mentioned something about uh, loneliness and connectedness? How are they related? Loneliness, and connectedness. Well, I mean, that's a good question. If I mean, you're not connected, you're lonely. I would say it's binary. So, so therefore, no, if you're I think connected with one person, why would you ever be lonely? If you're truly connected, you wouldn't. If they're connected with you as well. It's a, it's a link. You gotta connect the link, right? So, if you connect with someone completely and no one else is connected with you entirely, even that person, then you're gonna feel lonely, right? But... So if you're connected with yourself... Connection requires a link. There you go. I think connection actually requires... This is a very intense discussion, and I think we should talk about love loneliness. In the next episode. Thank you so much, both of you. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. And have a very loving I'll call him from a payphone next. <laughs> Why a payphone? It's because it'll sound all like audible like inaudible and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a payphone here. Yo, what's up, John? What's up?